Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. This is Blake Lindsay welcoming you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. Well, how's your week been so far? I hope you are doing your best to have a fantastic one. In this podcast, Zig tells one of his favorite stories. And if you know Zig Ziglar, you know it has to do with golf. And even more meaningful, it has to do with family. Those are two of his favorite subjects. Let's turn it up and I'll be back in a few minutes. I love to play golf. There's nothing I enjoy any more much than getting out on that golf course. And I don't get to play very often, so when I get out there, I like to tee that dude up so I can get at it, you know. And I, I rear back, and like most weekend golfers, I let the string all the way out. Boom! And then if I can find it, I hit that dude again. But I found out a long time ago that a fast game of golf and a slow game of golf both require about five hours. And you're gone as much as I'm gone, I'm not about to go home and kiss the redhead and my son goodbye and head for the golf course, but I love to play golf. So several years ago, I came up with a brilliant idea if I do say so myself. Bought my wife and my son a set of golf clubs. And everybody was excited about it except my wife and my son. But they went along with me for about five games. Into the fifth game, the redhead said, Honey, said, I just don't like to play golf. It's too hot or it's too cold or it's too wet or it's too dry. It's just not my game. Count me out. There went golf buddy number one. Well, into the summer, the boy came to me and he said, Dad, said, I don't hardly know how to tell you this because I know how good you like to play golf. And he said, Dad, I like to be with you because me and you can talk and all, but Dad, golf is not my game. So just, just count me out. Then went golf buddy number two. For the next three or four years, there wasn't much golf in my life. And then one night we were in Dallas, Texas, riding down North Central Expressway there. We'd been out to dinner and we rode past the Dalrich driving range, which was still there at that time. And as we rode past, my son piped up and he said, Dad, said, let's stop and hit a few. Well, my son is a persuasive talker. <laughs> so we stopped to hit a few. We were banging away and Rackley said, Dad, let me borrow one of your woods. So I handed my son the four wood. He choked up on a little bit. He reared back and he let the string all the way out and he busted that dude about 40 yards further than he'd ever hit a golf ball before in his life. When he turned around, that smile on his face clearly said, Ziegler, you got yourself a golfing buddy now. I'll tell you, most beautiful smile I'd ever seen up until that point. But two days later, I saw one even more beautiful. We were out of the club playing. We were on one of the par fours. My son again took that four wood and he choked up on a little bit. He let the string out. He pull-axed that dude right down the middle. Had a little draw on the end of it. Hit the ground running like a scared rabbit. Stopped dead center right in the middle of the fairway. Perfect position. We got down to the ball. He took his five iron out. And just like you're seeing him doing it on television, he kept his head down. He smooth stroked that dude. It took off. He got right over the green, landed just as soft as a feather, about 40 feet from the cup. He's hunting his bird. If you're not a golfer, that simply means that if he sinks the putt, he's one under par on this hole. I showed my son how to line the putt. I showed him how to stroke the ball. And when he stroked that ball, there never was a doubt about it. It was in the cup all the way. And when that ball hit the bottom of that cup, that boy jumped straight up about six feet. Beat me to the ground by five seconds. I'll tell you, 
You talking about excitement, man, was I ever excited. I grabbed that boy and hugged him. We did a victory dance there for a couple of minutes, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I had a problem, too. You see, I was on the green end, too, also. I was hunting my bird. I was only about 10 feet from the cup. I knew that if I missed it, my boy would figure I'd done it on purpose so he could win. That would give him a cheap victory, which is quite a loss. I therefore determined I was going to do the very best I could so that if I did miss it, I could honestly say, congratulations, son, you've won it fair and square. Well, my best effort always includes a little providential help. Now, I don't know what your preacher might think about that, but as far as I'm concerned, that is perfectly legitimate, <laughs> even on a golf course, maybe especially on the golf course. Well, anyhow, I lined the putt as carefully as I've ever lined a putt in my life. I stroked it as well as I've ever stroked a putt in my life. Just like it had eyes, it went straight to the bottom. Before I reached down to pick the ball up out of the cup, I looked at my son and I said, now tell me the truth. Were you pulling for dad? And I think you know what it would have meant to my son had I missed. He was 11 years old. He had never beaten his dad a hole of golf. It would have meant a great deal to him. And yet quietly, but without any hesitation and very firmly, my son looked right at me and said, Dad, I always pull for you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is love. That's what we need more of in Memphis, Tennessee, and Dallas, Texas, and Portland, Oregon, and Tampa, Florida. That's what we need in every home, in every county, in every state in this great land of ours. It's most of all what we need between the parent and the child. If we really want to raise positive kids in a negative world, the most important thing we can give that child is that unconditional love. Not loving them because they're in by 10 or because they made A's or because they clean up their room, loving them unconditionally because they're ours. And when we love them and pull for them, and they know always that we're in their corner, that we might not always like what they do, but that we love them as individuals and are pulling for them to do their very best. That's a mammoth step towards raising positive kids in a negative world because you see, people, and especially kids, don't care how much we know until and unless they know how much we care. Love them. And that's a good start to raising positive kids in a negative world. Let me ask you this. Is there someone in your life that could benefit from knowing you are rooting for them? That you are in their corner. Tell someone today that you love them. And that will help make it a great day for both of you. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.